The one thing that I've learned in my last 20 years of career and business transition is transition is a journey and you have to keep improving yourself to keep moving forward. And when you stop, then that's the end. So I want to know how others have transitioned their careers and businesses. So join me for conversations on change, strategy and leadership. My name is Samuel T. Reddy. So today I'm joined by Sean Molino. Um, Sean Molino, I've known Sean for many years. We work together, we do a lot of projects together. And Sean has uh, left the military around 1990, well, joined the military in 1999 and left in 2005. And meaning uh, last year would have been his, uh, his year of transition of him retiring from the uh, British Armed Forces. Now, Sean has a career um, in uh, fitness. He was a, a physical army instructor and he left uh, the military to become, he took his first role as a leisure manager uh, for a call, one of the biggest uh, uh, European hotels in, in, in around Europe. Um, and then he joined a village hotel to took his second role. And then later on, he, uh, he found his first business, which is Forces Fitness. So uh, Sean uh, Molino, welcome uh, to the show today. Um, tell us a bit more about how's it going in Wales. Yeah, no, all, all, all good in Wales. Few few restrictions in place, obviously, coming up the back end of it, but I think there's more or less tapering off now. I'm, I'm hoping this is the sort of last year with any any sort of main restrictions and we're seeing the, you know, the, the bright lights in front of us, really. So, uh, Sean, uh, first of all, uh, tell us a bit more about your, your career transition. I mean, uh, rightly said, uh, 2001 would have been your year of transition. You'd be retiring now, mate. <laughs> You're fully... <laughs> So how was that for you? Yeah, no, it would be my retiring year. So a lot of my friends now have still got quite close contacts. So they served in one Welsh Guards as a PTI, as you've just said. And uh, a lot of my close contacts that are uh, finishing up this year or they would be sort of um, progressing into sort of officer level, so late entry, entry officer. Um, yeah, it, I mean, from me, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I served, but I'm sort of glad I, I got out of the time I did. It would be a difficult year to come out last year. Don't get me wrong, 2021 and right in the middle of COVID must have been a, a tough one for all those guys trying to face transition. Um, so yeah, my transition was back in, in 2005. It wasn't overly a bad transition when, when I look at it. I, I geared my CV more towards the management side. So rather than the personal trainer side, even though it was a PTI, I think even at a low level rank, it was, you know, I was a junior non-commissioned officer, so it wasn't a senior rank. You still got some fantastic managerial skills that can transfer across. And great operational experience and man management or people management skills, should I say now, that do transfer across. Um, and that's what I done. So I geared my CV towards operational management and, and thankfully um, gained a position within, within ACO, uh, which was my first leisure manager job. Took a bit of a drop in salary. I think it was only about £17,000 a year. But do you know what? It was my first step on the ladder in management. I'm so glad I did it because that's where I learned a lot around sales, marketing, people management and great things that really helped me progress to the person I am today. So uh, I, I suppose uh, by the time you 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 joined your first career with the call, then you went on to uh, take a new role with Village Hotel. Tell us about it. Yeah. yeah, so I mean Village Hotel. So this, the step from from to Village Hotel was really it was within a sort of year and a half, and, and it was a big role for us because Village Hotel. I don't know if you know their their facilities were a lot bigger. So the gym that I was in in Akola Hotel was a very small gym. Um, it used to be the Hanover Hotel and core, as you know, the, the, the biggest hoteliers in Europe, I think the second biggest in the world, actually. Um, so it was a small gym they took over, but to go to village hotels and 
whoever you know knows the village hotels at Neil M, wherever they are, there's loads around the UK. Um, great leisure facilities. That's one big thing. So there's usually a big pool. A lot of them have got spas, sauna, jacuzzis, and a big, big gym membership. So for me to get that role um, in such a short space of time, over after leaving a year and a half, I was really, really pleased with that. And again, that took me on to another level because you know we had a full sales team, a full massive operations team. Whereas in a core, there was maybe five people working in the gym, and we were doing it all. This team, you know, we had a full dedicated sales team, full dedicated operations team, personal trainers, lifeguards, all looked after different areas. So it was a big step up um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, really, again, just added to sort of my, my, my progression of my catalog as I went forward. You know, um, whenever I come across PTI, I always see them as a tough guy, you know, the shouting, yelling at you every time. Uh, what was it like this like when it comes to customer service in now in a civilian world? Well, I think we, we have to change and adapt. I mean, I think the good things to people, we gotta go shouting and screaming at people. I think those days are definitely gone and those sort of managers these days have pretty much been, been almost phased out really. And that's not the way to, to lead a team. You know, we, we want the team to get the buy-in. So I learned that quite quickly um, that, you know, to get buy-in off people, to try and encourage them to want to work, to want to work for you. I mean, that's that's the fundamental key. And, and, and one thing that the army did teach us as well was, or the military, should I say, is to lead from the front and don't be afraid to do things. You know, never ask someone that they that you wouldn't do yourself. I wouldn't be afraid as a manager if someone was wrong to get on the mop, get that mop and get it out and mop up quickly and get it done. And you know, when people see you doing that when you're walking past things, rather than phoning the cleaner, put the wet floor sign out, I would get involved a little bit. Um, and, and that's key as well to, to again, that, that sort of leading from the front and, and, and getting people to show that you're not afraid to get your hands dirty as well. But I think the best way to do things with people is get the buy-in from your staff, definitely. That's key. You don't, you don't beast people anymore. Now, there's no beasting, there's no boobies, <laughs> and, uh, you know, not screaming and shouting at people, unless it's on the class. And in the fitness industry, I suppose, which is one good thing for us, there is that sort of outlay for any budding PTIs or people. I still kept my hands quite in on some classes sometimes as well. So I could, you know, go out and I could give them a good old beast in the class to let off some steam. So there is the option of that in the fitness sessions. We're allowed to get away with it there. Right. So, 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 so Sean, um, have you had any, uh, what are the challenges you, you face when you leave uh, the military to join the civilian world? I mean, I, I mean, we all have to face many things. What, 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 what was your, what was the top one? Yeah, I, th I think the, the big, the big challenge is, uh, for me on leaving, I'll talk about two things. I'll talk about failure in a second and what, what failed or sort of brought me on to where I am. But the, the, the main thing for me is, is having that network and don't be afraid to ask. We're all very proud people when we leave the military. Nobody wants to rejoin when you leave. You want to go out, you want to smash city street. You're all super keen, but you're a bit nervous inside. A lot of people won't admit that. Everyone's a bit nervous. But I know for a fact that surround yourself with people that have done it. Don't be afraid to ask people. And this is what I'll always say to anyone that's leaving. And to be fair, the phone call the Welsh guard yesterday who's leaving, he's coming down to have a chat with me. I'm going to see if I can set him up some work in West Wales. But if people are leaving, you know, pick people's brains. Pick people's brains who have done it. And this is why this, this is great what you're doing, Sam, because people can log on, have a little look at people in their industries and think, all oh, right, you know what? Maybe I'll get in touch with them. Maybe I want to become a politician. Maybe I want to be a GP. I want to get involved in charity. I want to get involved in fitness. I want to set my own business up. This is why this is great. So having that network of people that have done things, that actually have talked the talk and walked the walk, not just talked the talk, because we all know people who talk a great game that never follows anything, follows anything through. So that's what I would say for one, for me, definitely. My biggest challenge for me, and where I sort of would say that, you know, I fell down. We all fail at things. I think I've talked about this before with you. And, and I went for selection uh, as a reserve, actually. So I left 2005. Not many people know this, but I went for selection in 2013 as a reserve. Rejoined the reserves 2013-2014. I went for selection with the SAS with 2-1. Um, tough course. 200 people started the course. First part of the course in Bracken. Loads of snow on the hills. 
It's a tough old course. I was the oldest person on the course, the oldest age, 36. That was the cutoff age and I was 35. So I just stuck in and I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to give it that go just to see if I could do it. And I want the right to, so I just chucked my all into it. I got down to the last, last day on the course. So for those who know selection on the hills, you, uh, you go through your course, you do um, uh, low stone, then test week, and then you've got um, exercise endurance, which is the last course. So, you know, we've been carrying a burger anywhere from sort of 30K up to 65 kilometers a day, every day. And we whittled the course down, 50 people left. There's 50 men left on the course. And I woke up in the morning and, and those can probably, you know, resonate with this. I had shin splints really bad. My shins were killing me, absolutely agony. So I was taking a lot of cocodamol, a lot of ibuprofen. I can remember rolling over and looking at this young lad. He was only 19 and he was taking the mick out of me, calling me granddad, as we have the military banter, as you do. And I sort of hobbled down to the cookhouse, took some cocodamol, took ibuprofen, took some cocodamol, ibuprofen. I took loads of cocodamol, loads of ibuprofen. And it wasn't recommended, okay? It's not recommended. It took it well outside the, well outside the parameters. And I, and I got through the 30 kilometers, got a tick in the box, passed test week, and there's one more test. In six hours' time, I had to go on exercise endurance. Okay, so that's 24 kilometers, under 21 hours, carrying on about 50 pounds on my back. Um, and I got 20K into that, and I just did not feel right. I felt really queasy. I'd taken about 12, got cold, more 12, I proved for at this point in time. I didn't feel right at all. So I had the decision to make. Do I keep going? Or do I stop taking these, you know, the painkillers, which are getting me through it? Anyway, you know, three courses before, God rest their souls, there was three gentlemen who actually died on the course. So I thought, my head, right, I'm going to stop taking these cocodamol. <laughs> I come into the checkpoint, when the men took my boot off, my foot was swollen up. They put their finger inside my car, and the indent just stayed there, Sam. It just literally stayed there, no blood come back, and a stress fracture on my right tibia, and I failed. Failed my course. I was absolutely gutted. But you know what? What I took from that was, though, that at least I give it a go. And what I say to people is, and this is where I'm trying to get with everything, is that I had my head up high, that I gave it a go. Yes, I failed. 98% fail rate. It's a tough course, probably one of the hardest courses in the world to do mentally and physically. But I gave it a go. And what I would say to people is out there, give things a go. Give things a go. And that's the message I want to put out to everybody, whether it's in business or whether it's in life. Don't leave things behind and have those regrets when you're older. Should I have given that a go? Should I have gone for that? Because off the back of that failure, we have set the, I have set the forces fitness. You know, I have, we have, we'll go on to something a little bit later that I set up as well, the Veterans Awards, and that wouldn't have happened if I had passed selection. So, so now, if anyone, anyone look at your LinkedIn profile or Google you, uh, uh, on your LinkedIn, uh, you say the first thing to come on, on LinkedIn is uh, Sean Molina BCA, and then there's uh, promoting everything positive. So that's what drives you now, right? Oh, massively. I think, again, my catchphrase to one degree is a bit cheesy, but it is positivity breeds positivity. And I believe if you do surround yourself with positive, like minded people, you will lead a positive life. And, and um, off the back of winning a couple of awards with, with Forces Fitness, um, you know, amazing accolade this year to win the National Fitness Awards Education Award for the programme of running schools and colleges was unbelievable. Could not believe that. We took the team up the left there, a fantastic night. We've got uh, gold ERS award holders with the MOD. You know, that was an amazing accolade. And for myself to be awarded a, a BCA in a palace of, 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 uh, of Westminster was, was unbelievable. You know, I was over the moon for that. And that was for services and community. So off the back of that, we set up the Veterans Awards. And, and, and you will know this, Sam, because you're heavily involved in it. You know, category sponsor, one of the award, first award winner. And then category, you've actually got an award. Leave us a leaders award now. So that's how things right. progress. And we link in with people. And, and you know as well as I do, it's all about positives. It's set up for the right reasons, set up by veterans, 
all veterans in our military community. It's a full not-for-profit organization. You know, none of our board of directors are on stupid salaries, taking loads of money home. It all gets reinvested back into the veteran community. And we're actually supporting the ABF Soldiers Charity and the Royal Marines, Royal Navy Charity this year as well, which is, which is great. And my head going to 2023 will bring the RAF Charity in as well. But obviously, right. big steps as things progress. So, so, so uh, uh, let's talk about the uh, formerly you know, military to entrepreneur, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, Forces Fitness, uh, you set it up after leaving uh, Village Hotel, and it was a, a, an aim to provide fitness to uh, people that are in Wales. Where are you today? Yeah, so if we look back at 2008, and I mean, this is a message to a lot of people who are looking to go to business, and a lot of people who hopefully sort of resonate with what I'm trying to say here. In 2008, it's completely different business than it is now. It's transitioned massively, just like we transitioned from the armed forces into a job, into a job, into business, or whether you transition from the armed forces straight into business. Things have got to change and things have got to move to keep developing. Um, and I've seen hundreds of boot camps fold because they haven't moved, evolved, and pivoted. So 2008, our business model was very much around outdoor park fitness, probably similar. We were the largest uh, boot camp, outdoor boot camp provider in Wales. We had seven venues satelliting across the M4 corridor. Okay, so it may be similar to sort of BMF if people want to look at that. It was outdoor park, fitness, running around, doing stuff, things like that. But when we looked at our bottom line for what was coming in for all these sessions going on, it just it just wasn't really worth it. By the time you're paying everyone, you know, the wages, the 25, 30 pound an hour, and you looked at it all, it wasn't coming in right. So we changed and evolved. We had to make some difficult decisions. You know, we had to more or less tone back on these outdoor bootcamp sessions, which I didn't really want to do in my heart. Because all these people have been training with us for so many years, some of them for as much as ten years. The last, the last sort of session shut. Um, but you have to move with your head in business. Uh, and when we look at our bottom line, when we move with our head, it, 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 that that is is moving across into the figures. And that's what one way of being a business person, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call, whatever you want to call me, it, 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 it's about really, it's about that bottom line and, and 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 trying to bring the money in. But it was hard because we had to stop those sessions in, in those locations. And now we concentrate more on schools, colleges, corporates, residential weekends and one day boot camps. So, so, and then on top of that, you also uh, run the Vision Rewards in England, Wales and Scotland. I know that because I am part of it with you. And we now travel around the world, around the uh, England, uh, Wales and Scotland. And you're coming down to Portsmouth uh, this year. Tell us about the Vision Rewards. Yeah, and I think that again, the Veterans Awards for me, I was sat, you know, I was sat in an award ceremony one day and they paid a lot of money for a ticket. And I just thought, you know, it was a lovely award ceremony, it was great. And I sat there and I've got a couple of awards in Forces Fitness we have as a team, which is brilliant. It's great for the team to get them out and enjoy and celebrate the success. Win or lose, we don't mind. We'll have a good day out and we'll enjoy it, whether we're finalists or not. And I just thought, why haven't we got a Veterans Awards in Wales? That was how we started. I thought, why haven't we got a Veterans Awards? Where we can, it can be free to apply. There's free certificate giving days. We can have free networking days on the run up. You know, we try and make it as affordable for everybody, not just business community, the whole community, celebrating the success from our community. And there wasn't one in Wales, so I thought, right, let's look at this, let's get it done. So as soon as we set it up in Wales, and obviously people across the bridge are going, well, where's England? And then where's Scotland? And everybody is like, oh, well, why isn't it so? We had to move quite quickly. <laughs> so I did, really, because to be fair, it was only me, because there was no one else doing it at this point. It was very much sort of a part-time role. Um, I set it up as a pilot scheme through Forces Fitness, initially a new one, but then we brought on, thankfully, now a good board of directors. We've got a number of sponsors and supporters and people have massive buy-in on it, like yourselves, uh, our board and our sponsors who really help get it to where it is. But to start with, it was just an idea. Uh, it was an idea 
to um, really promote the positives from our community. But again, trying to do it in the right way. We're not, we're not a, you know, we're not a, a limited private company. Uh, we're, we're a not-for-profit community interest company, community interest organization. Um, and we wanted to keep these costs down. And that's thanks to sponsors that we can keep the costs down on certain things. Uh, and I, I think it's been very well received. It's been very well received from the MOD, Army, RAF, Navy, everybody, and, and, and multiple charities. And we've had great buy-in because at the end of the day, the awards, are, uh, it's the Veterans Awards, not my awards. So I know else's awards. And it's set up like that. You know, I don't own that. That's about giving back and trying to support our community, which is, is, is a great feeling as well. You know, they're, they're great nights. This year, I'll be joining you in Scotland to, to run the award there. So, Sean, um, we're now in the last two minutes of our, our recording. Um, tell me, if you were to go back in 2005, what would be the best advice you'll give to yourself? Right. I mean, I think, I think what I would say to anybody is, is always, it's hard to say, but keep your eye on, you're always going to leave the army. We're all going to come veterans at some point. So it's never too early to start thinking maybe when will you leave and what can you get out of the army before you leave? So I said to my brother, he joined the army a couple of years ago, get as many courses as you can, Jen. Do as many courses as you can. Just get on them, put in for courses, do the courses because it all adds to that CV when you leave. So do as many courses as you can. When you're leaving, do something you enjoy. Try and do something you enjoy. Try not to chase the money so much. I know you can be blinking, but oh, this is a 60, 70, 80 grand job. But you know what? Just try and do something you enjoy because that's, that's better for me. Do you know what I mean? That's what I would always say. Try and find an area you enjoy, get, get work in it. And also ask for help and support for people who have been in those positions because they can help you and just guide you. And most veterans will have a conversation. I know I do it all the time to multiple veterans. I'll ask Satan, pop me a call. I'll have a chat. How can I introduce you to? What field do you want to go into? Where? And I, I know that I've got a network and you would have a network and multiple people will, that we know someone who can help and support in that area. So that's the three things that I would definitely say to people. So, so definitely, um, you know, do something you enjoy doing. Go yeah. with your passion because there's nothing better like you, know, you and me waking up in the morning and yeah. knowing that you're going to go to bed tonight tired, but you've done something great today. Yes. 100%. So I, I think that's, that's uh, we'll, 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 we'll leave it to that. Sean, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. This is the LOS cast where I talk with service leavers who have left the military and who have gone on to do amazing things in life. So you can follow us on uh, the LOS cast online on youtube and also on all the podcasts sean thank you for the time and i look so much to talk to you very soon on our next event for the leavers leaders awards across england wales and scotland looking forward to it thank you everyone thank you sam take care